talked about we must walk in the Spirit, and we won't feed the appetites of the flesh. And the reason that we are doing this is because there are a lot of times that we think something is a psychological or an emotional problem, it's really a spiritual disorder. Do you understand what I'm saying? And a lot of times, like, I'm just going to use this as a parable. Say parable. Parable. A lot of times when they have a massive shooting or something and they find out, well, this person didn't have an issue, this person didn't have that, and they're trying to figure out in what caused this person to do that in their mind. They did not do that in their mind. They had a spiritual disorder. All right? Does that make sense? And so sometimes we need to look because what you see is not who a person is. Do you understand me? So it is a deeper. We need to look deeper. The Bible says that God is what? A spirit, and he must worship, we must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. So unless we become spiritual, we can't worship God. Isn't that right? So that means we have a spirit, or he wouldn't be asking us to do that. So we, we want to learn more. Now listen to me. There was a time when many of us were controlled by our senses. Say senses. Senses. That's our five senses. You know what they are. And, and our senses controlled us, and that caused us to do what? To gratify the things of the flesh. But when we became born again and a new creature in Christ, those five senses become our servants because our spirit controls them, and we're no longer a slave to our senses. You understand what I'm saying? But our senses become servants to us. And so the only way to do that is for us to be born again. That's what's called born again. We're born again. We become new creatures in Christ and we become new creatures in Christ. Then that means that we have a new created spirit. Say that new created spirit. And when I have a new created spirit, then the Holy Spirit communicates with my spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't communicate with my mind. It communicates with my spirit and it empowers my spirit so that I don't do the things that I'm thinking. Some of y'all like me. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm past, I'm saved, and I'm going to heaven, all right? But sometimes my thinking it gets a little out there a little bit. Well. And so the Spirit has to reel me back in and say, come on, Johnny. Get on back here. Yeah, so, 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 so my spirit takes over. And, it, and, 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 and see, see some, wisdom is a spirit thing. Do you understand that? There's two types of wisdom. There's one wisdom of things you learn in life. All right, but then there's a wisdom James tells us to pray for. It's three, excuse me. James tells us to pray for wisdom. That is to help us in life situations. Say that, life situations. But then there's some that are anointed by the, the, the spirit of wisdom, all right? But so what wisdom does, it takes, every, takes knowledge and works knowledge. Do you understand? There's a lot of people who are smart. My mother used to say educated fools. So there, there's a lot of people that are smart, but, and they have the knowledge, but they don't have the power behind the knowledge because they don't have wisdom to make it come and manifest itself into a reality. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? So we're, we're, learning now, um, we're learning now how to figure out which one needs to be in control. Now, the, the, uh, John the Baptist says something that I use for me in my life. I must decrease and let Christ increase. You see? That's right. You understand what I'm saying? I must decrease and let Christ increase in my life. Does that make sense? And so we stopped last week at 6, but we're going to start at 5. And remember, I had all these papers up here, and we only got through five scriptures, and we probably won't get through but more than five today, but it's okay anyhow, right? That's right. And so I'm going to say, take your time, Pastor. All right, now you get with me now. Come on here. All right, let's go. <laughs> Again, we are reading Romans chapter 8 from the Life Recovery Bible, and I'm going to start back at verse 5. 
says, those who are dominated or controlled by the sinful nature think about sinful things. So when I was dominated and controlled by my sinful nature, I was thinking about sinful things. Right? Let me do it because y'all ain't getting it. When you was dominated by your sinful nature, you was controlled by sinful things. That's right. It is the way you think. Uh, isn't that right? You see, we, 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 are self, we are born selfish. Did you all know that? If, if you, you know when you were, when, and some of y'all have children, them little babies, they be scratching, wanting to pull your glasses off and, and wanting to scratch you and pull stuff out your hair and falling out when they don't get what they want and screaming and hollering. See, we born with that spirit. Some of you probably still doing that. Falling out over things that you know we want to scratch, but you see, so so we had to be. That's why we had to be born again, because the first birth didn't get it. Do you understand what I'm saying? The first birth was selfish. That's right. But the born again, the second one, I came selfless. All right. Goes on to say, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit. Now, now those, and I love the way that he writes this. Those that are controlled, that means everybody's not controlled, but those that are controlled by the Holy Spirit. Think about things that please the Spirit. So I'm thinking about things now that please the Spirit, the, the big Spirit. There was a time when I wasn't thinking about things that please the Spirit. I was thinking about things that pleased me or maybe other people. But now that we are born again and, and we, have a new, we have a new nature with this new Spirit, then, then we want to please the things of the Spirit. That's why we can praise God in spirit and truth because we have a new nature. Now, see, some things, sometimes I used to listen to songs back in the day that made me feel good about me. Mm. Oh, I'm the only one who's out there then. Huh? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? I'd look at them songs about, you know, uh, in my day, you know, we, we had different type of music than they have today. We had stuff like Superfly. Yeah. The Mac. You know what I'm saying? All of those kind of things, right? And so we were trying to be super fly and the Mac. You know what I'm saying? You know, fast talker, slow walker, ladies man type, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And so what we done then, we was trying to please who? We were try we was trying to please her for a temporary thing to get what we wanted in the flesh. Come on here. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. But when you born again, you do the things of the Holy Spirit and not the things of the flesh, right? And that's why God uses people like me because we know both sides. Because, you know, some folk act like they ain't been saved from nothing. Some folks act like they ain't been saved from nothing. All right, come on here with me, all right? Yeah, but some of us have been saved, right? Amen. Some of us was like the prodigal son. We was down there with the hogs. Right. Mm -hmm. And eating what the hogs ate, right? All right. Grunting like the hogs grunt. Come on here with me. Right. Well, I'm trying to make it plain so you'll understand it. I don't want you going out here and saying, I don't understand what Pastor was talking about. And then another thing I hate. I don't want to leave you out. All right, let's right. go. <laughs> Verse 6 says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. And you know that. When you let your sinful nature control your mind, he's talking spiritual death, leads to death, right? You know, see, we laugh at Brother DJ when he says that his mind is like a bad neighborhood. He can't go down there by himself. Well, he ain't the only one in here. Amen. Uh, right? You see, I, there's a time that you wouldn't want to pass and down in mind you take an exit. You don't want to go down in this head. That's right. I couldn't even get out of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And it led me to some, some bad times, bad times, bad Amen. times. Here we go. 
But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And a lot of people, the reason they don't have life and peace, they're not allowing the spirit to control their mind. But when you allow the spirit to control your mind and the Holy Spirit is in you, got, you can't help but have peace. Peace of mind is one of the greatest things you can have. One of the, the number one killer in the United States of America is heart attacks. We all know that, which is caused by stress. Well, if you're in Christ, you shouldn't be stressed out. You ought to have peace of mind. If you're in the spirit, you will have peace of mind. Isn't that right? And that's what I'm looking for is peace of mind because I want to be a good-looking old 80-year-old. I used to say 70 till I got to 70, and I'm moving it up. But you see what I'm saying? So I ain't trying to stress out over nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Does that make sense what I'm saying? But some people are so burdened down because they're so stressed out, and they're heart, they're having heart problems, all other kind of problems, because stress is a killer. So, but peace of mind is what I'm seeking for. In every relationship you're in, if there ain't no peace of mind in it, and there's some issues in it, you need to get that thing straight, because that thing will take you someplace you don't need to go. That's right. All right? For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. See, the sinful nature is always hostile to God. You see, you, you know, uh, I never wanted to do it God's way. I could have wrote that song, I'd done it my way. But look at all them people, what happened to them? Well, do you understand what I'm saying? So here's, here's it's always going to be hostile. I know exactly when that sinful nature is trying to take over my life because it becomes hostile to everything that I have learned in the gospel. Do you know what I'm talking about? All right, I wish somebody would ride this train with me for a while because I don't want to be the only sinner in here that got saved. But you know what I tell you, I'm saved, but I ain't safe. So I got to keep right. on reading this, but I got to stay on my knees. That's right. Uh, the day that I think I'm safe, I'm in trouble. Because then you get, you get lax. You know, when you get lax, how many athletes in here? You know, when you get lax, you become a loser. You got to keep working all your life, you see. Isn't that right? You got to eat what's healthy, right? That's you right. got to train yourself. You see what I'm talking about? So I have to keep feeding myself with the gospel because I don't, I don't want that spirit to take back over which once I had. People say it can. Yes, it can. I'm saved, but you can still fall. That's right. All right? And Pastor Hostile is having an intimidating, unfriendly, angry, aggressive, and offensive nature. Now, has anybody ever been there? Yes. Have you ever lived like that? Yes. See, I, we have to get rid of that. Right. You see, that's why a lot of people, have you ever went, now listen to me, I'm trying to make a point. Sometimes as a minister, you have to go to those elderly homes, and you look in them rooms, and sometimes you don't see anybody in there, and you wonder, well, where's the family? Well, sometimes the family had to live with somebody like this, well. and you live like this, and you wind up by yourself. Because some people, everybody ain't going to put up with your foolishness. I said it right. Wasn't it good? You see, so, so you, we, we got to get ourselves together so that we can have friends. You see, when you're all alone, there's something wrong with you. That's right. You can't be a Christian and be all alone because you're in the body of Christ. And if you're in the body of Christ, somebody's going to come see about you because the Holy Spirit is going to lead somebody to you. That's right. You see what I'm saying? But if you're in your own nature, then you're going to have to get, you're going to reap what you sow. And sometimes you didn't reap much, so you don't sow much. Well. All right. Do you understand me? I have no idea what scripture I'm on. Seven. Okay, thank you. Again, our sinful nature is always hostile to God. Mm -hmm. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. It can't. You can't. I don't know if any of you have all tried it. I tried to. There's, it's impossible for me. It was impossible for me to live any Ten Commandments or the Pentateuch. That's the first five books in the Bible. Couldn't do it because I was trying to do it in the flesh. Right. It, didn't, it didn't work for me. They couldn't either. 
That's why they sent Jesus. He had to send Jesus because they couldn't live the law. They didn't have the power of the law because some of us don't care about the law. We're not going to be obedient to the law. We're going to do what our sinful nature says do. But when Jesus Christ, God sent Jesus Christ, and I was born again and took Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior and, and got baptized in the water, then baptized by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gave me the power to live the life that God would have me to live. Without the Holy Spirit, I can't live it. You see? You see, I, I can't leave the house without it. That's right. You understand? All right. And Pastor, that's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. So you can't please God when you're under your sinful nature because your nature is too powerful for you. It's a very powerful thing. So you can't please God. That's why we have so many breakups and makeups. That's why we have all these killings. That's why we have all this abuse. That's why we have all this, all this stuff that's going on in the news. This is about the negative. Let me tell you, I have never. I'm 71 years old, and I ain't never heard the stuff that's going on here. And people say they got more news. No, it didn't happen. Period. But we got all of this chaos and confusion going on because men and women are living in their sinful nature. And you can come up with all the ideals and all that stuff you want to come up with. Is nothing going to work until people get saved and baptized by the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's Period. Right. You understand. All right. In verse 9 it says, talking to those that are born again, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. See, this is us. He's talking about us. We're not supposed to be controlled by our sinful nature. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not supposed to be controlled by our sinful nature. And if we are being controlled by our sin, sinful nature, we need to check that thing out and see what's going on with us. Because, see, when you start looking for things outside, you are controlled by your sinful nature. You see, your, sin, your, your, your spirit works on the inside. And inside out. Because let me tell you how this works. Jesus said in a parable, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear me and lets me in, I will abide with him. That's right. Even Jesus won't come in unless you invite him. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. he if he's knocking at the door to get in, then he knows that he needs to be in your life. Yeah. And see, the problem of it is you don't have to let him in. There are church people who have never let Christ in. And since they haven't left, left Christ in, they're called carnal Christians. They're still living in the carnal. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? All right. The Bible says that we are controlled by the Spirit if we have the Spirit of God living in us. See, if we have the Spirit of God living with us, we're controlled by the Spirit. I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ, I have the Spirit of Christ within me. Therefore, I can do all things through Christ who sent me, strengthens me. He's got to be in me. I've got to have him in me. I got to have the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ within me to take control over, to take control over my life. I'm scared to leave him because I don't trust me. I can't trust me. I can't live my life in, in trusting me. That won't work. The last person I need to trust is me with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? But I, yeah, I trusted in the Holy Spirit. I trust in the Holy Spirit to keep me in line. Do you understand what I'm saying? I need a mom and a daddy in the form of the Holy Spirit as to be my parent, to give me the direction and to lead and guide me and to prune me and to groom me into being the kind of man God would have me to be. I can't leave that to me. Now, some of you may have believed you, but I can't leave it to me. Because when I leave it to me, then the law doesn't matter to me. That's right. Guess what else don't matter, wouldn't matter to me? 
you all. I'd be, just, I'd be doing this for performance. But because you matter to me, the Holy Spirit encourages me and empowers me to give you lessons. And I'm a life lesson guy to give you lessons to help you with your life. And guess why he uses me? Because I know it works. If it works for me, it'll work for you. That's right. You understand right. what I'm saying? All right. Remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. You can't belong. You can belong to the church, but you can't belong to God unless you have his Spirit. That's why when people say a church person does something, uh, I said, well, you know, church people do. There's a whole lot of church people who do crazy stuff, but not born-again Christians. You can belong to the church and not belong to the body of Christ. That's right. Well, y'all didn't know that? That's right. Yeah. You're getting educated. All right, let's go. <laughs> and Christ lives within you. Christ lives where? Within you. He's got to live within us. All right? The problem's not in my head. It's in my spirit. I need to allow Christ to come within me to take control over me. All right? Have you ever been, does anybody say amen if you have? If you haven't, you can, God bless you. Have you ever been a self-controlled person? How did that work for you? It didn't work for you. You need to be a Holy Ghost controlled person. And that means Christ is living, Christ's spirit is living within me and taking over control. Sometimes we got some couples in there. When, there's, when you have an issue you need to talk about, you need to not be in control when you talk to your husband or your wife. You need to pray before you get to talking and say, Holy Ghost, take control over this conversation. Take control over my mind, my heart, and my spirit so that I can have a godly conversation. Yes, that's how you're supposed to do it. I didn't say you were doing it. Wow, man, this is a hard job up here. Jesus. You know, people only amen. If I get up here and say, God is good, everybody, amen. Boy, you're going to be saying you need to let God take control over the way you're treating your wife and treating your husband. Amen. <laughs> well, that brother getting ready to get married, so he, he's trying to get it on right now. <laughs> yeah, he engaged. You're a brother engaged. Yeah, pastor. Uh-huh. Uh, see you in about two years from now, but go ahead. <laughs> Again, Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right the, with God. The Spirit will give you life. We die daily. One thing, what you're doing right now, we're dying daily. Every minute, every second, we're getting closer, but the Spirit gives me life. I want to live. The way to live is to live the life that the Spirit wants you to live. And it wants you to live a righteous life and a good life and a clean life and a pure life. It wants to have joy, what? Unspeakable joy. All right? The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ of Nazareth from the dead is in you. You know how powerful that is? There are n- how many people believe in the Holy Spirit? Amen. There ought not be nothing dead in you. That's right. You ought to be alive. The Holy Spirit don't live in a dead place. The Bible says the, whole, the same spirit that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit as in you. If you're in here this morning and you live in a dead life, you need to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and resurrect your life and give you life. Yes, he'll do that for you. That's right. The Bible says it this way. 
Just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead ought to be in you. You ought to be excited about life today. The worst thing is, I'm a Christian. Well, I go over there with Christ Temple North with Pastor Fields. I am a Christian, and the power of the Holy Spirit has given me life, and I go over there with that incredible Pastor Fields. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's how it ought to be. That's why you can come in and have fun. We Christians, we enjoy our lives. That's right. You didn't come. You know, I remember years ago when I, I was going to the clubs, and I remember going to see one of my favorite guys, me, me and him as partners, and somebody said, all right, let's get down. Play the blues. And he said, no, 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 no. I've been blue all day. I come here to get up. You come to church to show life and to feel your spirit so that you can have more life and have joy in your spirit and in your body. That's why you go to church. I'm happy about the life I'm living. Yeah, some folks talking about, oh, I can't wait to go. You know, being a pastor, people try to impress pastors. Well, when do you think Jesus is coming? I said, oh, not soon. <laughs> when do you think the end of the world is coming? Not soon, because right. I'm enjoying that here. Amen. And if that other one's better than this one, I'm going to be really kicking it in heaven. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> because I got life here, and I want life after here. That's right. That's right. Do you understand? All right. I don't know where I'm at. Verse 12 says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. So when your sinful nature wants to take off, say, step back. Get behind me. That's right. You don't control me. Get behind me. You have, yeah, you have to do that sometimes. When that addiction wants to rise up, you say, get back behind me. You don't have any more control over me. When that, when that arrogance or that attitude, get, that negative attitude, get out of here. You have no control over me. I'm controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. For if you live by its dictates or commands, you will die. We know that. We know that. That means separated from God. Death. All right. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. It is dead. The sinful nature is dead. Now I live. I live because he lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. You see, we can't even die. Folks don't, don't understand that. It, it bothers me sometimes. So-and-so done died. They didn't die. They're Christian. You can't die as a Christian. You, know, you can be transformed to another place, but you can't die because you're a spirit. Spirit doesn't die. The human body dies, but the spirit doesn't die, right? Okay. Y'all talk back to me. You down at the Big 12, probably hollering and screaming. Talk back to me. I'm giving you some, you know, I'll give you an autograph. They wouldn't even talk to you. Go ahead. Uh, here we go. It says that for all who are led by the Spirit of now God. Now listen, for all who are led by the Spirit of God. Are children of God. You're children of God. When you're led by the Spirit of God, you are a child of God. Now here's the problem with that. When I'm led by the Spirit of God and I'm a child of God, then I have to be obedient to God. But I had the power to do that. But the problem is I still have the power of choice. So I have to submit to the power of the Holy Spirit so that I can make the choices that God would have me to make in everything. Yes, in everything. That's right. I wish you all could look at you off when I say certain things like I see you. I agree. Like yeah, they wouldn't like it. Somebody's up in there now, but... Don't get mad at me. I didn't write in. This didn't come from the, the gospel of Johnny. 
This is Paul writing this stuff. Yeah, I'd be like you if it was the Gospel of Johnny. We'd all go out and kick it. That's Unfortunately, right. God didn't ask me my opinion. I don't know why, but he didn't ask me my opinion. So don't get upset at me. If you're upset, get upset at God because he is laying this out for us. All right? So we have not received a spirit that makes us fearful slaves. We're it's not what? Fearful slaves. We're not what? Fearful slaves. We're not what? Fearful slaves. We are free and free indeed in Christ Jesus. We're no longer a slave to anything, fear or anything else. Not us. Amen. You can't. I can't, you can't even fail if you're a Christian. If you're a true Christian, you can't fail. That's right. You can, you're not afraid to be successful. You're not afraid of hard work. Right? All right. The Bible says, instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. We, are free, we, we, we inherited God's spirit when he adopted us as his own children. We got his spirit. Do you all understand what that means? Do you know how much power you have in the spirit? Do you understand that? Some of you all don't know. I don't have a degree in theology. Some of you all don't know that. I went to the Christian school and got bored. Quit. Yeah, I did. Started a church from a prison ministry. You hear? Thought, said all that other stuff is good, and that sounded good. But my calling is a call for broken people and a refuge for those that need a place of refuge. I'm not a person that teaches theology. I teach life lessons. But God anointed me with the spirit of wisdom to be able to take the Bible, interpret it in a way that men and women can put it in their life so that they could live the Christian walk. All right? That's the power of God. And it is amazing, not boasting, but it is amazing. You all be amazed how many pastors and bishops call y'all's pastor who doesn't have a degree in theology and ask him questions how to live their life. Because there's nothing better. Because when God calls you, he qualifies you. That's right. That's right. When God calls you, he qualifies you. You all are clapping, but now see, I want you to clap if you really understand what I'm saying. No start. When God calls you, he qualifies you. He calls everybody in this sanctuary to do something. That's now, right. that's what you need to be interested right. in. Yeah. Don't be excited of what he called me to do. You need to be excited of what he called you to do. That's right. Amen? Amen. All right. It says, now we call him Abba, which means Father. Yes, we got a good relationship with him. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. See, I know that I am a child of God because God's spirit joins with his spirit and hollers it out. You see, insecure people don't understand this. Insecure people don't understand who they are and whose they are. But, but we're secure because we know whose we are and who we are in the spirit. So we don't care what anybody says about us. I like it, bad or good. I want people thinking about me. I think it's great that you know who I am. Yes, because no matter how, you can't put me up. People talk about, I don't want to put pastor up on a pedestal. You, don't, I, you can't put pastor up on no pedestal. I want you to put me up anyway because you get upset and put me down. All right? But God put me somewhere and he put you somewhere. You need to acknowledge that. You need to acknowledge that who you are in Christ. That's right. Ladies, quit. Quit. Allowing the world to tell you how you're supposed to look. Quit allowing him to tell you how to walk, 
spending all this money. No, 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 no. You are beautiful in the eyesight of God. And no matter what somebody, and if somebody really wants to see you, you ought to say this now, ladies. Get this from Pastor Fields. You think you like it? You love yourself, right? And you're looking good, and somebody might say, oh, that looks good on you. But you ought to say, you ought to see my spirit. Hey, that's how you got to do it. You think that looks good. It gets better the deeper you get. Oh, and my spirit is a beautiful woman. That's what you got to say, a beautiful lady. And get your head up. You won't need anybody to pat you on the back and tell you you look good. You ought to know it yourself. That's right. All right? All right? The one thing I don't need is somebody tell me I'm handsome. Huh? I'm a child of God in the royal family of God. I have the spirit of God within me. Huh? And the power that comes with it. Huh? The Holy Ghost leads and guides me, Teach. cleanses me, Teach. empowers me, yeah. leads and guides me. That's right. I don't need somebody to tell me that. I already know that. That's right. In Christ Jesus yeah. is who you are in Christ that makes the difference. Yeah. You see, I don't care. Folks start talking. Some of you men, I didn't, I didn't have a biological father, and I don't know. I didn't have a biological father. Never seen my father, but he can't look as good, couldn't do as much for me for the father that I have right now. Does anybody understand me? That's what I'm talking about. That's what it's all about. The whole thing's all about this. It's not what you didn't have. It's what you inherited in Christ when you came here. Now you got everything. If you acknowledge that. All right. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. We are heirs of God's glory. Don't need to leave me. Parents don't need to leave me nothing. I got something. Huh? I'm an heir of God's glory. And if we share in his glory, we must share in his suffering. Sometimes you go through something to get something. That's right. Nothing for nothing leaves nothing. So sometimes we go through something, but the reward's going to be better than the suffering. That's right. Do you understand? And sometimes God allows some of us to suffer so we can have an empowering testimony that other people can see the power of God in our life so that they can know that if he done it for that person, he'll do it for this person. That's right. Do you That's understand right. me? That's what the Spirit does. I don't want to be long in 30 minutes, Isaac. Let me know when I've been long in 30 minutes. I'll get tired. Yeah. I don't have a handkerchief and do one of these numbers here, all right? That's called overfeeding. See, I'm a pastor. I don't want to overfeed. You ever eat too much? Then you got the indigestion and forgot what you ate. It was good when you was eating it, but it made you sick. So I don't overfeed. So when it's time to cut it off, I cut it off because I don't want you to get the indigestion. I want you to digest this. And walk out of here better than you walked in here. That's right. That's what you see. Right. Okay. That's good. I've not done I've been here 35 minutes. All right, let's go. One more voice, all right? It says, yet what we suffer now. Yet what nothing. we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that we will reveal, be revealed to us later. One of these days, there's, I love that when they say, my good and faithful servant job well done. That's what we try to be. That's what it's all about. I've done what was called for me to do. You see, when you do that, and when you do that, when you do what you're called to do, and you know that you want to hear those sweet words of God saying to you, young lady, you good and faithful servant, job well done. Gentlemen, that's what we want God to say to us. Good and faithful servant, job well done. Done. Amen. 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 Give God a hand clap. 